Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oh my gosh, I just got off this interview and I'm giving you this intro to tell you this episode is so good. If you have zero interest or even are disgusted at the idea of using cannabis, you are in for a mind-bending, lovely, truth bomb of an episode. I can't even wait to see how many of us this sort of like splashes cold water on our faces. We've been living in a culture that tells us that psychedelics, you know, specifically plant-based plant medicine is evil, bad, you know, we associate it with a horrible lifestyle. Buckle up, baby. This is so different than that. Let's go. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Postpartum Coach Podcast. I am here with Danielle. I'm going to let her introduce herself. She is somebody that I actually ran into on Instagram, as it happens. And um, it was through, I, I did an interview on the Working Mom Hour podcast. And I believe, Danielle, you were also interviewed on that podcast. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, so I kind of went through and wanted to network with some of the other ladies on there, and your content just jumped at me. It st- it just stood out. It seems so amazing. Danielle Simone Brand is the author of Weed Mom, the Canna Curious Woman's Guide to Healthier Relaxation, Happier Parenting, and Chilling the F Out, um, Guides to Psychedelics and More. It was released in December of 2020. So that's got to be a story in and of itself, writing a book in the pandemic. Um, but yeah, I'd love to have you introduce yourself to us. Tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about this this work and this message that you have for people. Welcome. Thanks so much, Lizzie. I am thrilled to be here with you. Um, you know, anytime I get the chance to share my message of can of curiousness or can of openness with, you know, folks who aren't already convinced of that, I think yeah. it's wonderful, you know? Yeah. Um, so sometimes on Instagram, it feels like we're preaching to our choirs, right? Our mm-hmm. individual choirs um, and, you know, br- branching out and reaching all these different groups of, of folks, especially moms, is what I'm all about. So I'm thrilled to be here. Yes. Um, your reels yeah. your reels are so cute, by the way. I just have to tell you. That's actually one of the things that kind of lit me up the most. I was like, oh my gosh, she literally has no shame about using cannabis. And that was so attractive to me. And I thought, she's got to know stuff I don't know. Where have I been living under a hole, obviously? So I would love to talk about your journey from being somebody who maybe didn't use it or or hadn't even really heard of the benefits from it of it all the way to now it's something that you advocate for. You obviously openly talk about your use of it and and all of that. So to take us on a journey, like we'd love to know. 
Yeah. Okay. So I do tell the story in my book about how I have an unusual cannabis love story. I love it. (laughs) You know, really, it was not aware of the wellness benefits or even the the medical benefits for a long time. I, you know, I grew up around people who, you know, who did consume. I lived in Hawaii growing up. There's definitely cannabis culture there. Um, I met and married my husband in my early, uh, you know, early to mid twenties. He uh, was a cannabis enthusiast and I didn't get it. Like I honestly didn't get it. I thought, you know, just sort of use it to tune out or, or to escape uncomfortable feelings. I, you know, so I didn't see it as a wellness tool. And honestly, the thing is you can use it as a wellness tool and you can use it in other ways. And so I saw more of those other uses and I didn't, it didn't resonate with me. It didn't seem like something that would support my well being. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I found out later in life after, you know, being married to my husband for a while, having two kids together, you know, being on my career path, just being that, you know, that frazzled mom trying to yeah. find myself again, mm-hmm. right, in those moments yes. um, after after having my kids. Yes. And, and, you know, and I know that's the community that you speak to. Yeah. I'm like, that's all of us right here really on the podcast. Well. <laughs> You're in the right place. We do get that. Yes. Continue. It's so good. And I was struggling. I mean, honestly, I was struggling. I was also at the same time developing my freelance writing career. So I started actually getting some assignments about cannabis because it was newly legal in California where I was living. There's a lot of interest about it, a lot of, you know, new outlets popping up about cannabis. And there were opportunities to break in as a freelance writer by writing about cannabis, even though I didn't care about it yet. Oh, you okay. So it started as an opportunity to grow your freelance writing career, but then okay, go on. I'm like, what, then what? (laughs) So, you know, like I said, legalization had just hit in California. There's just all this interest and, you know, all these dispensaries popping up all around where we lived. And so curiosity was at its peak, I think, among folks um, and and me as well. But, you know, I still was very cautious, didn't see it as something that was really for me, just as something that like intellectually I could learn about and write about and get a foothold, you know, in in my writing career with. But, you know, I fell in love with it because it bridges science, health and wellness. I came from a yoga background and there's so much about self-care and cannabis that's really resonant. Um, I started interviewing people, women especially, who told me their lives were better. They felt healthier. They felt more embodied. You know, they they were addressing medical conditions with cannabis and it really opened up my eyes. And so I realized there's more to it than I realized. There's more to it than I thought. Um, and so I very cautiously started experimenting with legal cannabis. You know, first thing was just a little vape pen, one puff, got on my yoga mat and was like, okay, what, what does this hold for me? What does this experience have for me? And honestly, it was it was life changing. And I write about it in the book because it was my epiphany moment where I realized I, I can tune in very deeply with this sacred plant medicine. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I evolved in my, my journey and I don't really, you know, consume vape so much anymore. Like I really like yeah. to commune with plant medicine more directly at this point. But, you know, that, that started me on this journey where I realized I, I can sleep better. I can actually, you know, be in a better mood for my children and not just mood, but really deeply it's helped me shift the way that I parent. And yeah. we can talk about that more later if you yeah. want. Yeah. Um, but so many ways that as a mother, as, you know, someone trying to find herself and also be a contributor in this world, right. Mm-hmm. To, to actually make a difference. Cannabis supports me in those roles and it supports me in my role as a mom. That's like, that's huge to me. Yeah. I know that I'm a better parent with cannabis in my life. So just, you know, to, to backtrack to that moment on the yoga mat, once I realized that this held a lot of promise for me, I thought, you know what? Other moms, other women need to know this. Like yeah. alcohol is what so many moms in my community were leaning on. Mm-hmm. They were complaining about it, saying they felt bad. And that, that yet it, it was like the only tool that a lot of them had for relaxation. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, you know, for me, my wellness toolkit is vast. It's not just cannabis. It contains other plant medicines. It absolutely contains yoga, meditation, my breathing practices, my nature practices, um, therapy at different times of my life, Mm -hmm. all sorts of things, you know, mindset coaching, all sorts of things that help me. But cannabis is one of those tools that is very valuable. Mm, I love it. Gosh, this feels so fascinating to me. And also I'm holding such a sacred space for your use of it and the way it's changed you. I'm just honoring your story. I just want you to know that, um, that it feels safe. It feels safe and it feels good for me to have you share it here on the podcast. So thank you so much. That's so personal of you. And, and yet it sounds like you've got a lot of comfort around it. Like, you know, it's not like it's scary for you anymore. Does it feel like that? Do you ever come up against that? Or does it feel really natural and empowering to share, share your message and your experience with people? It does at this point feel really natural and empowering. I would say that in the beginning I was cautious. I was really worried about judgment. Um, the stigmas are absolutely still out there. Totally. The misinformation, misinformation, the all that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I kind of want to delve into that, but before we do, well, yeah, I mean, I'm torn. What I wanted to hear more about was that embodiment piece, because as a life coach and specifically for postpartum women dealing with anxiety, depression, overwhelm, irritability, you know, the physical, mental, and emotional sort of crashes we kind of get into recuperating from the birth portal and from all of the, that, (laughs) um, I want, I would love it if you don't mind sharing a little bit about, yeah, what it is like on the medicine for you, or maybe what other women say about it. And then I'd like to go into the stigmas from there. Yeah. 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 I'd love to share about that. So, you know, I mean, but part of it is, is kind of ineffable, right? It's hard to truly describe what one feels in an embodied state, but yeah, you know, the highest state of yoga for me is being entirely present and entirely okay with the present as it's unfolding, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's no resistance in me to what's happening. Yeah. And, you know, I get there with meditation. I get there with yoga. And I also get there with cannabis. Mm-hmm. Cannabis, when I consume it intentionally, you know, mindfully, not just, you know, out of habit or not just, you know, because because I feel like it in that moment, but really because I'm seeking to shift consciously in my body, mind, spirit, heart, um, and I know that I have lots of tools to to do that. When I choose to call in cannabis for that, I consume mindfully. I take breaths before and after, and I I take the time to truly land in my body, like yeah. it's a ritual. I was going to say that seems so much like a beautiful ritual. Yeah, exactly. It is yeah. a ritual, and you know, like I said, I have lots of rituals in my life, but cannabis is one of them that helps me feel like truly like I'm inhabiting my body on yeah. a deeper level. Yeah. Like I can feel the muscles lengthening, the muscle fibers lengthening when I'm doing yoga, for mm-hmm, instance, mm-hmm. with cannabis, mm-hmm. I can, um, you know, s- slow down my judgments about the world when yeah. I'm consuming cannabis and thus take it in a little bit more freely, a little bit more, you know, with an open heart. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are some of the ways and other women that I have, uh, interviewed both for my book and for, you know, other, cause I, I continue to write about cannabis. Yeah. I've told me very similar things, you know, and when it comes to dealing with a lot of mental health challenges and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cautious about saying lean on cannabis only. I mean, certainly don't lean on cannabis only for mental health yeah. challenges, but so many of us are dealing with anxiety, depression, PTSD, um, sleeplessness or difficulty sleeping. These are things that cannabis d- can address really well if mindfully applied, you know, in the right moments, right time, right dose. Right. This is so good. Okay. So one thing you said in your book to transition to the misinformation and the demonizing of plant medicine, which 
you know, for those listening, I just, this episode, my intention here is to really just kind of debunk some of the fear culture around plant medicine, sacred plant medicine that can truly benefit and work with our bodies and help us in this crazy world that we live in and to show that it can be such a beautiful, spiritual, healthy wellness promoting tool. One thing that Danielle, you said in your book is normalizing cannabis, which is what we're trying to do on this episode, doesn't mean that we give teens and kids access, nor does it mean that we condone early or even heavy consumption. It does mean that we stop demonizing it and we be truthful about the good and the bad. So that's where I want to kind of go next. By the way, I love that. I love that quote. It's from her book. So just, again, I'm going to say the title one more time. Weed Mom, The Canna Curious Woman's Guide to Healthier Relaxation, Happier Parenting. I can't wait to hear how it's helped your parenting and chilling the F out. Um, So it's on Amazon, by the way. That's where I found it. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tell us about some of the stuff that keeps people in the dark, that keeps people thinking, kind of like you did at the beginning of your journey, that, I mean, what is this term plant medicine? We just, we hear psychedelics, we think about the 70s, we think about people just blowing their brains out with this stuff, like, and synthetic psychedelics, you're talking about plant-based, actual, from the earth, properly handled, properly grown, used with intention and and ritual and, and mindfulness. So yeah, tell us a little bit about why some of us feel so in the dark about this. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, you know, there's been a long disinformation campaign about cannabis. There's been a long, you know, propaganda, anti-cannabis propaganda campaign. And, you know, we were talking a little bit before the podcast started that the the prohibition has been almost a hundred years. It started in the 1930s in the U S here we are in 2023, still not at federal legalization, right? We're, we're getting there. We're inching slowly in that direction. But, you know, during that time, there was just a pretty concerted effort to demonize the plant. Major misconceptions, common misconceptions about cannabis. Um, one, there's really only one way to consume it. It's just you get high, you get stoned, and that's it. All right. So that's definitely not true. <laughs> lots and lots of ways to consume the plant, some of yeah. which are not psychoactive, some of which are. That's an just- important distinction to make, you guys. Yeah. Like not all yeah. cannabis plants are psychoactive, are psychedelic. Is that right? 
Yeah. Well, not all the compounds in them. So, you know, hemp is, is anything with less than 0.3% THC. It's the same plant as what we consider marijuana, right? But, you know, it's all cannabis, but certain cannabis plants have 0.3% THC or less, and those are considered hemp. They often have high CBD content, and CBD is a different cannabinoid um, that is, it is psychoactive in the sense that it can have sort of a calming anti-anxiety effect for a bunch, for a lot of people, kind of help them feel more grounded and present, but it's not, it doesn't change your perceptions the way THC does. It doesn't, you know, get you quote unquote high. There's also dozens, actually hundreds of other cannabinoids in the plant besides THC and CBD, even though those are the two big ones that we know about. There are other cannabinoids that have, you know, some psychoactive effects, some, some not, you know, many that have anti-cancer effects, antimicrobial effects, you know, suite of things happening in this plant. But, you know, we tend to focus on THC and CBD in, you know, the mainstream. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and one thing you told me is that prohibition of cannabis specifically, although I do think there's been a lot of sort of attack of a lot of the sacred plant medicines, um, but cannabis, it was the 1930s. Is that what you said mm-hmm. about? So that just, I, I personally feel a little bit of curiosity to go study what was happening on a federal level. What was the motivation? What were they afraid of? My hunch says, um, the pharmaceutical companies wouldn't have made all the money they've made today if they let people use plant medicine so freely, but that's just my hunch. <laughs> Do you have any insight on that? <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of talk about why this happened. And, you know, some of the common answers are um, economics that, that they're, you know, pharma, I'm not sure was as like powerful at okay. the time, but certainly the timber and the oil industries were, you know, we're big and continuing to get bigger. Um, hemp is, is a biofuel, can be converted into biofuel, can absolutely be made into paper and all sorts of other industrial, uh, has a lot of industrial uses. Um, so some people think that it was, you know, it was an effort to squash the hemp industry in order to boost both, you know, timber and oil. Interesting. So that's one idea. There's also the fact that, um, Cannabis smoking was really not known in the U.S. prior to Mexican migrants coming up after the Mexican Revolution. Um, so migrating north, mm-hmm. bringing with them, you know, t- traditional folk culture ways, mm-hmm. including smoking cannabis. And racism and xenophobia at the time was, it was, you know, very strong. And so it was seen as something that other people did, you know, Mexicans from elsewhere did. This is not something that's acceptable in the United States for white people. Basically, it was a racist, you know, idea. Okay. So there was quite a bit of demonization along racial lines at that time too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, the whole treatment of indigenous cultures in general by our country has been horrible. Our history is so terrible that way. And what comes with that is a rooting out of a lot of the connection with the earth and the understanding of these things. And so we've been fed this story that it's dangerous and we've been shown that, oh, you just, you get, you get high and you use it these bad ways. But the truth is, because I've actually experienced plant medicine, both ayahuasca and psilocybin, which is a type of mushroom. And I absolutely cherish and loved my experiences with these plants, you guys. And, um, I did that in a in a sacred container that was set apart by these people who had been raised working with the plants, caring for the plants. They come from tribes um, in Colombia, the ones that I worked with, and where they it's a totally different 
level of consciousness around the plants and, and they call it plant medicine. They don't just call it, you know, psychedelics or drugs or whatever. Um, so I, I just, I say this because I want all of us to be aware of the culture we've been living and breathing in and have a chance to maybe poke our heads out of it and say, Oh, what if there's some truth that hasn't been shown to me? What if there is some some blessed herbs and plants that actually could really, really help me and take away my heavy dependence on things like alcohol or, um, you know, pharmaceuticals. Although I'm not knocking either of those things, but we want to add truth to our, you know, our understanding. We want to add tools for wellness. And I think that's really what your message comes down to is, Hey, it's about wellness here. And if cannabis can help you be well, let me show you, let me educate you. Let me show you how to use it. Let me share my story of how I use it. So. Absolutely. That was beautifully said. And, and I, I completely agree with that. You had asked originally about, um, you know, misconceptions about cannabis and yeah. this can take us into so many different directions, but you know, others are, um, that it will make you lazy or irresponsible. And especially as a mom, those are things that we, you know, like we can't embrace. Right? Right. We don't embrace generally speaking. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think that, that the stigma about cannabis is there and the stigma for moms is even greater. I yeah. think that's like the, the, the bigger hurdle. Like when, when cannabis is okay for moms, when it's okay, literally for, for a mom to say, I'm going to take a cannabis break instead of I'm going to go have a glass of wine and that's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. That's normalized. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, just consuming cannabis for self care. Right. Yeah. Like if that is something that uh, is part of our, is a normalized part of our society, we'll know we've arrived. Yeah. I love that. Let's hear about how it has impacted your parenting. You said you're a completely different parent with this in your life. Um, your mindful wellness-based use of cannabis, um, intentional. So yeah, would you mind sharing a little bit with us about how it has shaped your relationship with your children, things that's opened up for you, guidance you felt from the medicine, et cetera? Yeah. You know, I think that, um, I mean, there are so many levels that, that has helped me. There's the physiological level that I sleep better. Uh, I was having some, you know, real sleep issues after once my kids got over all of their sleep issues and started to sleep, I was mm. still pretty messed up and yeah. didn't get there. <laughs> Amen. So many moms yeah. can relate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, so, so the gift of a good night's sleep and waking up refreshed is huge just for, you know, for my life and my parenting in general. Um, it's also, it's, it's, it helps in the realm of intimacy. And again, like that's, that's, that's wellness to me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, We are sexual beings. (laughs) Oh yeah. So, you know, so, so boosting my, you know, my, my intimacy with my husband and, and really, you know, having, having a solid, strong relationship is good for our lives as parents. Mm -hmm. Right. So again, those are sort of like behind the scenes ways that it helps me as a parent in terms of, you know, also I'll say, um, I, I used to get migraines, Every single cycle, every Migraines, single no fun. cycle. Yeah. Yeah. No fun at all. Um, and, and cannabis. So I think it's a couple of different things. I think that, that it's the ca- cannabinoids helping my, my brain sort of supplementing my endogenous cannabinoids that help me get fewer migraines with cannabis. And also the fact that I've, I've truly let go of alcohol. It's really not part of my routine anymore. Um, I will have an occasional drink, like, you know, maybe twice a year now, and it's really not something that I go to anymore. Alcohol exacerbates migraines. So when I don't drink alcohol, I don't get nearly as many migraines. Mm. So that's another great benefit. In terms of, though, my direct relationship with my kids, I think a lot of it comes down to anxiety 
And the fact that I was dealing with a lot of it before I even realized it, you know, in that postpartum period that stretched for quite a long time. It does. <laughs> for some women, listen, for yeah. some women, it's, it's years. It, I mean, we're two years later, two and a half years later, four years later. And I, st- I've had women be like, I just don't feel like I ever found me again. I, I still don't feel normal for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. so that, you know, that absolutely, um, Coming into a better relationship with myself after becoming a mom was, was, was a step that cannabis really helped me with. Um, yeah. I, I felt like I knew myself pretty well before kids and then kids upended everything. Yeah. As they do. <laughs> right? As they do. Um, so, you know, so it's when I'm, when I'm consciously consuming, I get anxiety relief and that can be pretty much instantaneous with cannabis for me. Mm. Um, and so when I'm not parenting from a place of anxiety, I'm calmer, I'm kinder, I'm more creative, all the things that I know that I can be. It doesn't change my personality, but it lets me access those, those parts of me that are too, um, covered up, too, you know, clouded by the anxiety and the repetitive thinking and, you know, all those mental loops that we get in. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I just think for anybody that's having any mental hangups right now, I want you to just remember that like pharmaceuticals are patterned, antidepressants, for example, are patterned after plants. And, um, and so I think what was going through my head as I'm trying to connect with everyone that could be listening and I'm trying to think what could be coming up right now. I'm thinking, but is that really you? Is that really you? If you're using this plant and it's like changing how you're being or whatever. And you're saying, no, my personality is totally there. It just opens up my access to less anxiety, more calm, more presence. You want to add to that list? I'm like, <laughs> Open heartedness. You know, I think that conscious consumption of cannabis can, can really help you open your heart and connect with another being, you know, whether yeah. that's your child, your spouse, you know, your dog, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, friends, associates, like it, it, cannabis is, is a connector and yeah. it's a heart opener. So. I- yeah. I would have to agree. I haven't ever consumed cannabis, um, but I have, like I said, ha- ex- ha- experienced plant medicine um, intentionally and ritually. And I would have to agree that um, it was a beautiful, be- both, all of my experiences have been beautiful. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just so thrilled that you'd come share this information with us. Do you want to walk us through real quick, just like a day in the life um, of, of some of your wellness tools in general, or if you want to focus specifically on cannabis, but I'm just thinking for moms who are maybe curious now and they're like, okay, I live in a state where it's legal. Like I don't like my relationship with alcohol. Um, I, I think this could be a good fit for me. I'm curious, like maybe take us on an inside look of how, like, is it daily? Is it weekly? How often do you use it? Um, and what that looks like. Do your kids ever ask questions? Like, just give us a little inside look, if you would. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. DLM's Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. 
Yeah, well, the, the kid conversation, we can definitely have, um, let, I'll get to that right after this, because it's important. I do talk to my kids about it. I believe it's important to normalize it. Again, not because I want them to have access, not because I want them to use it before they're, you know, 21 to 25, somewhere in there, but because I want to change the narrative about plant medicines for yes, the next generation. Amen. Right? Oh, you're yes. such, I'm like, you're such a good mom. Good job. <laughs> good. Keep oh. going. Oh, same back at you. I mean, you you know, from, from, from what I observe, like you are a really conscious parent and I resonate deeply with that because that, that's what I'm trying to do too. Yeah. You guys, you should know, by the way, Danielle, she just is so radiant. I'm like, whatever you're doing, it seems to be working all of your wellness tools. She just has like genuinely a radiance about her. You'll have to go check her out real quick before I forget. What is your Instagram handle? Oh, it's just my name, Danielle Simone Brand. I also have Weed Mom Book. Okay. Those two. And I'll put those links in the show notes, but yeah, go ahead and take us inside of your day so we can kind of get a a picture of what it could be like or would be like. Yeah. Um, so it it is really well integrated with the rest of my wellness tools, basically, um, on the mornings that I'm able to do this, which I try to schedule my day. I try to, I try to arrange things. I don't have, (laughs) you know, appointments out of the house or kid things at 9am because I really like to start my day with some intentional movement um, so sometimes that's yoga. Sometimes that's a little just dance or somatic movement in Beautiful. my office. Um, <laughs> and, um, and then I meditate for eight to 11 minutes somewhere in there, just like you know, I set a timer and I, you know, I just try to be with consciousness, be, be the witness. Oh, so good. And, um, and then CBD or CBG or both are two cannabinoids that I often start my day with, you know, like with my tea or with my breakfast. Um, they're almost like multivitamins to me. They aren't psychoactive in the sense they don't change my perceptions, but they do help me ground and, and, and get calm and get present. Mm -hmm. I feel like when CBD specifically is part of my just sort of normal supplementation routine, my baseline is higher. I'm just at, you know, like my, even when I'm, when I'm not my best, it's a little better than it, than it was before. Wow. <laughs> so, so, and then CBG is something is a cannabinoid that I use to help me specifically with gut issues. Um, I've been diagnosed with IBS and CBG has really positive benefits for the gut. Um, mm. so again, just part of my, my wellness routine. If I have sore muscles, I'll use the topical CBD topicals or, or, you know, they work for me really well. Depends on, on what it is. If it's muscle soreness, it works much better than if it's something like a tendon. Um, but that's again, part of my regular routine. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, throughout the day, I do sometimes microdose THC. So that might look like one puff from some flower mm-hmm. that might look like um, a two and a half, you know, two to two and a half milligram edible of THC in legal markets. You can, you can get edibles that are dosed, you know, anywhere from one milligram to, you know, to, to 10 basically for one serving. And then many people do combine that for more, which I don't recommend for new, new folks, Okay, but you know, one to two and a half milligrams of THC is a microdose and it doesn't significantly alter my perceptions. But again, it helps me tune a little bit more. It can help me focus. Mm. So if I, my brain is a little bit all over the place, the way many of our brains are mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Especially with kiddos. <laughs> so many distractions, yeah. so many things following us. Um, so again, but I very rarely take THC all by itself because, you know, it's a cannabinoid that works better in concert with others. There's something called the entourage effect that's being studied in terms of how cannabis works on us that, 
The THC molecule has its own suite of effects, but it works better when it's in the presence of CBD and in the presence of other um, cannabis compounds, including terpenes, which we didn't get a chance to get into, but those no, are yeah. fascinating too. Yeah. Um, they're like the essential oils of cannabis. Um, Ooh. Yeah. So, um, you know, so th- yeah, those, those are ways that I use it throughout the day. And then um, evenings, not every evening, but often, and then, you know, weekends when I choose to, if I want to just relax <laughs> and feel a little euphoric, mm-hmm. then I'll, I'll take a little bit more, a little higher edibles dose or a little bit more of, you know, puffs from my, from my flower. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, again, it's a ritual and it helps me, it helps me tune in both to myself and to my family. Um, and, you know, and also I, I love a good elevated uh, yoga session or elevated walk in the neighborhood or, or hike, if that's something yeah. that I can safely do, like my husband's driving. <laughs> so elevated meaning you've been, you've used your plant medicine and now you're on a walk, you're on a hike. And so it's just like a elevated experience of what you're going through. Yeah. It, it elevates your senses basically. So, mm. you know, again, if you use it that way, some people tell me, you know, I smoked cannabis once and all I felt was like, you know, tuned out or numb or whatever. And I'm like, okay, that's dose dependent. That's very much dose and, and product dependent. So a lot of THC usually sends us into a little bit, you know, a more of a relaxed state, possibly a little dissociative where we're just like, oh, what's going on? You know, for really, 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 um, you know, under the influence of THC, lower doses of THC do the opposite. They have the opposite effect. They heighten the senses. They brighten us. Wow. It brightens us. So, you know, so yeah. again, it's very much dose dependent and product dependent. Okay. So are you someone who would then, is one of your professional capacities helping women get started using safely and appropriately dosing? Is that your role or are you mostly just advocating, educating? Yeah, I'm more of an advocate and, you know, and an, an educator. I, you know, I write, I continue to write, I speak. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't do one-on-one coaching per se. People do come to me with their questions and I'm happy to, you know, to point them in in certain directions or to give them some tips. Okay. There are some really wonderful coaches out there though. If somebody feels their heart is opening to this topic and they're thinking, I really actually want to look into this, what would be a good next step? Do you have some recommendations? I mean, obviously they can come find you on Instagram, DM you, be like, thank you for the episode. Okay, this is resonating with me. But where do you usually point people to kind of get their dosing and and figure all that out. I mean, that's a huge reason I wrote the book actually. So that it could be an all in one guide. It could be something that, you know, a kind of curious person could pick up and be educated in a holistic way about cannabis, you know, ways that, so they know how to consume. They know some of the like social history around it. I think that's important. Some of the science, some of the, you know, the social aspects today, like talking to kids, talking to other folks in our lives. Also, I'll say the Cannabis Coaching Institute is fantastic, run by women and just really solid curriculum there where they're they're teaching people a lot about cannabis. Um, You know, there are different tracks, including like how to become a coach yourself, also, you know, how to just learn to consume. Okay. So the Cannabis Coaching Institute, I'll put that link in the show notes, but I don't want to um, undervalue your book here. I want to make sure I'm going to say it one more time, you guys, because it sounds like the place to start if you are interested. It's kind of like if you're going to go vegan, you know, people are going to ask you questions. Even if you don't, aren't really public with your choice to go vegan, they're going to be like, what, what are your reasons for going vegan? Right. And they're going to be like, so do you eat this? Do you not? And so 
I think that getting the book, it's called Weed Mom, The Can of Curious Woman's Guide to Healthier Relaxation, Happier Parenting, and Chilling the F Out. I love that. Guides to Psychedelics and More. Um, I think that'd be a great place to start because you're going to want to get educated. You're going to want to know the history because if this is something you really love, you know, whether it's your partner or a friend or your mom, like people are going to be like, okay, so tell me like what what, why are you doing it? Like, what are you getting from this? And, um, and they're probably going to have their own, uh, misinformation to come that you're going to come up against and need to sort of help them through just like Danielle has been doing for us today. So thank you so much, Danielle. You truly are radiant. It's been so fun to hear more about your inside, like wellness routine. Um, I love that you have a background in yoga and meditation and you bring that with you. And I love that you are such a great example of what plant medicine can be in the future in this country. We can reconnect with the earth in this way. We can, um, we can root out fear and let truth moderate our actions and get back to wellness, you know, as human beings. And specifically one of my passions is really getting back into our bodies. Some of us are so up in our heads. We are so anxious. We're so locked and trapped there. We're so miserable. And there are so many beautiful tools. I provide coaching. I provide a lot of meditation, mindfulness, yoga principles within my program. Danielle has this amazing book to help you get started with plant medicine. Plant medicine is a great tool. There are so many tools for wellness. You guys are not alone. So definitely feel free to reach out to me, reach out to Danielle. Um, we are just, yeah, we're here to advocate for wellness and thank you again so much, Danielle, for coming. It's been so fun to have you. Oh, thank you so much, Lizzie. This is great. I feel like we could talk forever, but I've had so much fun. I know you guys definitely go get her book or, and, or go DM her on Instagram. If you are feeling drawn to this subject, you're also welcome to DM me. If you have any questions, um, I'm happy to share, but yeah. Thanks again so much, Danielle, for coming. Check out the links in the show notes, you guys. Leave us a review on this podcast so that more people can hear this beautiful episode and this message. If you feel so inspired, we'd really appreciate that. Is there anything else you wanted to say? Gosh, you know, just my message is that responsible parenting and conscious cannabis consumption 100% can go hand in hand, right? We just have to learn some of the ins and outs and have some community around us for support. Yes. Yes. I saw a quote in your book. Um, it was so cute. It was like definitely weed mom culture vibes. I wanted to give you guys just a glimpse of how much community is here and you can definitely see it on her page, her Instagram. But she said in her book, she says, we own our choices. We, as in weed moms, we own our choices, both on the personal and familial levels, because we're smart and conscious and strong as hell. We educate, uplift and empower. That's how we weed moms roll. I thought that was really cute. And I was like, I want to be a weed mom. Like, this is a great community. So we've got you guys. You've got Danielle. Go find her, track her down, and then she'll direct you to wherever you need to go. So cool. Um, thanks so much. Talk <laughs> yeah. soon. All right. Bye, guys. Hey, Lizzie here. I've helped dozens of postpartum moms just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression. It's really easy for me. So if you're ready to feel better, I know the way. Let's chat on the phone. Set up a time by going to lizzylangston.com forward slash consult. It's pretty simple and I will be calling you soon.